The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss inflation, rail transport, and quants. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Inflation was up by more than expected in August, with an 8.3% rise in the Consumer Price Index showing that consumers are continuing to be squeezed by price increases. Inflation remains uncomfortably high despite a decline in gas costs, as prices soared in other key goods and services. Gas prices have decreased for 91 straight days, but increases in rent, healthcare, Restaurant meals and groceries have offset the relief consumers are feeling at the pump. A core index of inflation that takes out volatile gas and food prices helps get a sense of underlying inflation trends, and that core index also increased by more than was expected. The Fed watches the core inflation gauge closely, making its rebound in August a key metric. After taking out food and fuel, consumer prices climbed by 6.3% in the year through last month, up from 5.9% in July and more than the 6.1% economists had predicted. For the Federal Reserve, this week's inflation data was a sign that continued aggressive action may be needed, and economists agree that a three-quarter point increase next week is all but certain. Why not 100% certain? Because the Fed could go bigger, as there is now talk of a 1% increase in interest rates. Stocks took a hit as investors began to speculate on the odds of a drastic full percentage point adjustment. Keep an eye on next Tuesday, September 20th, to see how the Fed responds. Freight rail companies and unions representing tens of thousands of workers reached a tentative agreement to avoid what would have been an economically damaging strike. After years of talks ended in deadlock and with the deadline to reach a consensus looming, 20 straight hours of negotiations brokered by Labor Secretary Marty Walsh were needed to reach a deal. The agreement now goes to union members for a vote, and workers have agreed not to strike while the vote is being tallied. The deal is being heralded as a win for the economy and for thousands of rail workers. Workers were pushing for improved pay and working conditions, including allowing workers to take unpaid leave to visit the doctor. Rail companies will also benefit from better employee retention and recruitment in what is a crucial piece of the American economy. 
Why is avoiding a rail strike such a big deal for the economy? Here's what you need to know. A strike would have created shockwaves in shipping and commuter service. About 30% of U.S. goods are transported by rail, and a pause in shipping would have an estimated cost to the U.S. economy of $2 billion per day. The auto industry was particularly at risk, with 75% of new vehicles transported by train potentially being held up at factories. Agriculture and construction would also have suffered from a work stoppage, as corn, wheat, and lumber were some of the top products shipped by freight in recent years. Amtrak service would have also been affected, including cross-country and long-haul trains. If there was a strike, the famous City of New Orleans train with service between Chicago and the Big Easy would have been impacted. Good morning, America. How are you? Relieved to avoid a work stoppage. U.S. stocks are nursing losses of $7.6 trillion this year and are likely in for even more declines, according to Sanford Bernstein Quantitative Strategists. Quantitative strategists, or quants for short, use statistical analysis to try and better understand how stock markets will perform. It's important to note that while quants don't have a crystal ball, and that their predictions are not always correct, they do offer a perspective on the markets. According to Sanford Bernstein's analysis of the 15 major market downturns since 1937, the peak to trough price drops averaged 28% lower than the current drawdown of about 20%. The average bear market lasted seven to eight months and included three rallies lasting about 22 days with returns of about 9%. Translation, the stock market could see a couple more bounces, only to drop again before a full recovery takes place. The Bernstein team is more optimistic about the longer-term outlook for stocks. If inflation is indeed near or at its peak, that has historically led to positive returns for the S&P 500 over the next year, they said, adding that bleak consumer sentiment is also seen as a buying opportunity. The strategist warned that a recession could, quote, complicate, end quote, any market recovery, saying that the market falls when U.S. leading economic indicators point to a recession, quote, as they are today, end quote. My take? Sentiment matters. And while there is a lot of doom and gloom about the market right now, more volatility ahead would further dampen investors' outlook. If the market falls more, in the months ahead, consider this Warren Buffett saying, quote, Be fearful when others are greedy, and greedy when others are fearful. End quote. Join us next week as we discuss the Fed's next move. How big will it be? Tune in next Friday for that 
and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.